Welcome back to another episode of the YNK Podcast. Yeah! Open up the mosh pit because shit's about to get real heavy metal here on the YNK Podcast. This week we welcome Shavo Odagian, the bassist for Grammy Award winning metal band System of a Down. And when he's not working with his new band North Kingsley, he's busy running his new marijuana company, 22 Red. So take a hit out of life and let's all get high on today's YNK Podcast. Uh, man, we have a fucking absolute Lighter. legend. Lighter? Here you go, yeah, sir. Yeah, please, sir. Thank I'm, uh, how long we've been, how long we've been picking at this trying to get this done? For a while. Five months. Five months. Bro. And like honestly, it's it's one of those things where I was just like, we'll get it done at some point. I know we I will. I think the reason why it started like not happening is that they piled me up with so many yeah. in the same like few months where I was just like, bro, I can't handle all this. Dude, once too I look, much. Once I, I, I keep saying the same thing, you know. Yeah. I like once to I have more in, things to say. Exactly. I looked into what the hell you got going on, and I get it. You're rocking. You're rocking and rolling. I think even it's after rock and roll, it's better for you now because I have a lot more clarity yeah. on what I'm doing. Yeah. To be honest, so. man. I just started. I fell in love with your weed, man. Dude, thank you. So That's much. what happened. That makes like, me so fucking happy. I got it. Uh, my boys. I, I sent them all around the fucking city trying to track it down. Well, now you know me. I got you, dude. You don't gotta go anywhere, but hit me up. And every got, every you know. single person I have come through here, like you gotta smoke this twenty two red, dude. You know what I mean? And I have a lot of. I don't know if you noticed, like all the jerseys and shit. So if, really, nutshell. Obviously, we're gonna get into please, please. your whole yeah. story, but I. I uh, I fell into music very randomly. I was a baseball player, high level baseball player, 31. 31, okay. Yeah. And I, uh, up till 21 or 22, even, I hadn't even thought about making a song my whole life. Oh, wow. I was like a high level baseball player. So you're athletic, yeah. Duke University. I was, oh, amazing. So I had this, uh, I was a pitcher. I had Tommy John surgery, which is like reconstruction of your elbow. And then I started making music with my downtime. Long story short, I got here and it's been a fucking journey. So all these jerseys, I mean, the athletes are tough because they can't smoke on camera, but they all smoke. Of course they do. Yeah, and they fucking love it. I put them all on it. Put them all on. Tw- we had we had you know a bunch of guys here last night. Let me know, bro. I'll hook everybody up, bro. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it could be one of those things. I fucking have it right here every goddamn you know like that. Yeah, I got you. I'll, I'll get you jars. <laughs> You're a fucking legend. Bigger jars, you know. So this is Shavo. It's a. Odajan? Odajan. Odajan. It's an Armenian last name. It's really not my family last name, and I'll start with that. It's when the Armenian genocide occurred when, in 1915. um, I mean, dude, I'm one of the lucky ones. My family, one one member, two members survived and escaped it. The Holocaust, and it was the first Holocaust of the 20th century. Before the real Holocaust. Before, and you know what, dude? Like, there's a quote from Hitler where he says, who now remembers the Armenians before he went ahead and... You know, wow. went with it. That's a, that's a quote. If you go to the Smithsonian in D.C., it's wow. a big wall that says, who now remembers the Armenians? Adolf Hitler. Crazy. Chilling. So yeah, it's like he, because we're, you know, Armenians are known as like white Aryan because we're, the yeah. Caucasus Mountains go through Armenia. Mm-hmm. You know, like people look at us Middle East. We're not. We're, we're, we're European. You right. know, we're mountainous country. It's like Eastern Europe. Right? Eastern Europe yeah. between Russia and Turkey. And mountains. like Mountains, mountains. all mountains. Yeah. It's like mountains, cold. You know, we got snow. You know, so it's not like desert. Right. N- nothing bad about being Middle Eastern, but just right. we're not, right. you know? Um, so when that happened, I think he was, he was an army. He was in the army. He was a soldier in the, in the German army. And he, he, he saw it happen. Gave him the fucking and inspiration. It gave him inspiration did. because he was pissed that they were doing this to fucking like, you know, Caucasians mm. because it was a religious thing. It was, a, it right. was religious and it was also having to do with politics where we were right there between Russia and like we were the border to them trading, do everything they can for the rest of Europe and Asia. We right. were the border. So, and we, we were the first Christians that accepted Christianity as a national religion. Since we did that, we've been fucked because everyone around us were Muslim, this, that. Right. Like I said, I have nothing um, against other beliefs right. and all that, right. but this is my story. Right. So Absolutely. since that happened, you know, like I don't have a family tree, bro. I don't. My last name Odaji, okay, Odajian, right? Mm-hmm. Odaji is a Turkish word for carekeeper. I guess one of my ancestors, my great grandpa, probably owned a hostel or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Keeper yeah. of you know, like Amazing. a like a hotel owner or whatever. So that's how they just gave that name to us. I don't. I wish I knew what my real last name was. Unbelievable. You know. So, coming as a refugee, you came what, very young to America. Five years old. Um, at the time, the borders were closed, so America wouldn't accept. You know, they think it's bad now. Back then. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't accept anybody. So we had to become, it was 79 when I came. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was five years old. We had to become citizens of Italy. 
So we chose Rome. Mm. I lived in Rome in a refugee camp. Uh, like wow. 20 of us in one one bedroom, uh, like a motel Sheesh. style situation from what I remember, because I was five. Right. So, but I do have a little like picture vibe, like picture memory. Yeah. Uh, once we did that, then they allowed us. So I moved to Queens and then my dad's family moved to LA. Mom's family stayed in Queens. My mom didn't want me not to have a dad. So she took me, I was the only child we left, moved to LA to North Kingsley Drive. Wow, oh, there you go. That's where it, that's where the that's where the next. It's the first get, address I had to ever remember. It's the first. Wow. It's, it's in, my, in New York, no, Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood. between Fountain and Sunset. Wow. Yeah. So you were Hollywood born, like more or less raised in raised Hollywood. in Hollywood. I learned everything in Hollywood. I saw it's everything a, from gang wars to prostitutes to poverty to yeah, you know, music and rock and roll and like you know, right. It's uh, it's. Those are those are murky waters to navigate. <laughs> Growing up in fucking Hollywood, like we we talk about it, living out here, you know, I, we're not we're all East Coast guys. Came from you know totally different. I was about to be a Queens dude because my family moved to Queens, right? And then since my dad's family moved to LA and my mom stayed, we were in Queens. I could have been a New Yorker, right? You know I, mean? I would have had a whole I would have had a different accent, a different. <laughs> a vibe. I different. probably still would have chosen what I did. Yeah, yeah, because it's just it's not something that I chose. Actually, it's something that I kind of like. It was. It was in you. That's it, yeah. I it just followed you. my gut. Absolutely. So now, how long, I mean, you said you were dealing with all types of, the, you know, the adversities of, of growing up in Hollywood. Why do you think you, I mean, you obviously had a, you were out here with your mom and dad. Mom and dad, yeah. Um, obviously, I must They're have had a together. great, like, yeah. actual core family taking taking care of you. Because it's, we talk about it with we talk about it with with girls out here and people I meet. The ones that are growing up here, you're privy to so much more so fast. Exactly. You know what I mean? You experience so much more. And like things don't matter as much as they should. The important things sometimes. Right. See, people have different um, different morals, different beliefs nowadays. Back in the day, it was just like family was such an important thing, and it still is to me. Like I have three kids now. I see. I live for that. Like I mm -hmm. live to like. See, my job now is not music. It's not cannabis. It's none of that. That's just, I'm, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. My real job in the big picture is to raise these kids to be good people. Back to your, your last name. They need to be good people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's anyone's job who has a, who, who's, who's given birth to someone or who's, who, who has a child. Make them good people for the future, man. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll get into it a little bit further, uh, further down the line a little bit, because it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, being a... For lack of a better word, you're a fucking rock star, you know, yeah. for a long time. And I you still are, I play one on TV because uh, yeah. I, I don't. Um, you have a. When I'm walking around and I'm on the streets, people say, oh my God, Chavo. I'm like, I sometimes forget because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be that guy that knows it. And like, you know, it's not my thing, you know. Right. I, I'm, I'm a human that got the opportunity to do what I did. I, I got it. lucky. I put the time and effort in, of course. I. I'm a grinder, bro. As you see now, I don't need to do any of this, bro. I'm doing it because I don't want to just sit around. So I just want to be a human, give people a good energy, a good vibe. And I want them to know that good people exist so they can maybe be good. No, where the hell did, where did you get this from though? You know what I mean? It's because I'm, I'm really, I'm relating to it so much. I mean, I'm, I, we're not even close to a level of rock stardom that you were at. So it's even, it's even more inspiring, but I'm very close to a bunch of guys, bunch of, our, our journey's been different. I've been independent all the way up till now mm -hmm. uh, and course. built a pretty, but that's just awesome, with social though. media, we were Respect able to build that, something yeah. amazing, you know what I mean? But seeing, uh, you know, being privy to a lot of the relationships I have and seeing how people interact, I mean, that's, that's a huge part of like, where I've gone, I feel like with more success I've had, I, I become more humble. You know what Dude, I mean? And I yeah, connect with so much person, what you're bro. saying, though. And it's and I look back as to why. I mean, I was super blessed. Like you said the word lucky, it's and I say that you have I to said be that to my bro. father you like yesterday on the phone. I'm just like, this shit is. You know, I could have had, I could have walked outside and got hit by a fucking car. The fact that you could talk to your dad, you should be grateful. Exactly, and I am. But I really reason I ask why you're like this is because I. I haven't even had extreme hardships, really. I've had a few different ones, you know. You're blessed. But I, exactly. But Me I, too, by the way. I was floating around kind of not realizing that. And it comes with age and experience. But it happens. That's You have to go through that to right. realize what, dude, there was a time where when, you know, like, I'll be honest, uh, from 2004 maybe to like 2010, I saw, because, okay, I managed to move it down from the first day to like. I want to get into this. To, to like 90. 
97, 96, where I hired our manager, who's still today our manager. Um, it was just something I did, you know? Right. Um, uh, tell me again how we, how this started, because I started talking about system, but I don't know what... Uh, uh, no, no, I was just talking about, like, being as humble as you are. Well... Or realizing that... You said the word lucky, and it just struck a chord. Well, we're it. lucky, bro, because, like, there's a lot of bands out there. There's a lot of talented musicians out there. There's a lot Absolutely. of talented people out there that Absolutely. do the best filming, the best um, ideas, the best stories, like, you know, writers, artists, painters, musicians, but they don't get that opportunity to become something to be noticed by others and actually appreciated right so that's what i'm really grateful for because yeah. you know um yes i pushed yes i grinded yes i did like i said the, here's how it started so yes i i managed systems so i was the one we didn't have computers we didn't have the internet so i would go to kinko's i would make xerox copies i would you know had a, a glue gun you know glue um stick i would paste you know this that put four mm -hmm. on each page print them Cut them. We doing had no the fucking money. Fucking legwork. Doing yeah, it all and then I would go. I would pass out flyers. We didn't have a song yet because the our drummer was the fourth member. You know, the three of us were together for a bit. We had an idea. We had a name. Me and me and Darren would like hang out all night, smoking joints, and talking about how great it's gonna be and what we're gonna do. So I took that and ran. And I was working at a bank doing uh, wire transfers. That was uh, first interstate bank. I love it. And I was going to college at the same time, studying psychology and uh, and stage art, like psychology, you know, psychology, because I like people's minds. Yeah. I want to know I, why you're, you know, what made this person the way. Anyways, absolutely. Um, and so it started from there. And I would make flyers. We had the name, and I um, here's here's a quick story. Right. Uh, I had a high school friend. He was um, he turned out that he was schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time. Okay. Um, he just had this crazy look, but he was very preppy, hair combed sideways, yeah. glasses. Mm -hmm. I was like, bro, he had this look in his eyes. I mean, I think it was the schizo coming out. Right. And I was like, you would look rad, tied up with system of down written on your chest. <laughs> crazy. And he looked at me and he goes, I'll do it. I was like, really? So I took him to my house. My you know, the back of my parents. I was living with my parents until I was 26. Yeah. Like the, the tour bus would pick me up from my mom's house. Anyway, so I went <laughs> yeah. and I tied him up and I wrote with my mom's lipstick, I wrote system on his chest. Yeah. And what he didn't know was I pushed him down. So he fell and he was tied up and he was struggling to get up. Uh -huh. And that's when I started taking pictures. That Creative. picture became iconic. That was yeah. our first demo cover. That became like something, you know, that we're still using till today somehow. It's uh, yeah. That's it, how it started, bro, yeah. by a passion. Passion. Exactly. It's it's you know? very it's very similar to how I felt or how we did it. We didn't really have any help, but it's like, it's that uh, it's that like there's a beginner's luck that I feel like comes with when you're when you're doing things the right way, when you're living with the right intentions and you're entering something because you're passionate and mm -hmm. the intentions are pure. You know what I mean? You're not. Yeah, man. I feel like the beginner's luck is kind of like, yeah, come this way. You know what I mean? Like just ideas like that. Like I can, I can, I remember not even thinking twice about some of the shit we did early on that, no, went, just that would end it. up just you go viral. Good. And I probably wouldn't even do it now because of what I know and my like, oh, maybe not this, not as high quality or whatever. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's interesting when I hear, I hear you talk about it because it kind of reminds me. Now, how long did you guys actually make music before you started popping off? We was started in 95. Our first show was May 28th, 1995. It was at the Roxy. Because I, I I was booking all the everything. I was like, I would make wire transfers. And then after every third call, I'd call the Roxy be like, yo, so we're this band called System of Down. And like, uh, we need a show. They're like, well, you need a demo. I need to hear it. I'm like, bro, but we don't have any money. It was a cash 22. We have no money. We all were like little kids. Growing up and with no money, we weren't we weren't it. privileged, you know. So and there was no way of making a demo off of a computer because that didn't exist at the time. Right. We had, you had to you had to get studio. a studio, you had to hire an engineer, you had to, so it cost at least five hundred bucks. So it was this thing that we couldn't get a show because no one could hear what we were doing. But after so much, like calling one to, to four people, I was I would call the I think. It was the Opium Den at the time. Troubadour. The Roxy, Troubadour, and Whiskey. Those were the clubs that I aimed at because I was always following like the LA band thing. Like right. I knew Motley Crue started there. I was like, I want to do that. I'm going to follow their lead. Right. You know, I didn't know too much, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try those clubs. After a while of like being hung up on a few times, I uh, the dude's like, okay, man, can you sell tickets? I go, I'm sure we can. He's like, let me give you a number of a, of a promoter. This dude named Brian Markovich, you know, and if he's still alive, man, thank you. Shout out Brian. Yeah, Brian. He uh, he was like, can you sell 75 tickets? I was like, give me 75 tickets. We sold we sold it all in a week. 
and asked for 75 more and sold that too. Mm. The dude's like, who, are, who is this? So what? just off the, yeah. the strength of your Just because we like, had friends no, and people that, because we were around for a while, bro. Mm -hmm. Like we jammed and then we had this big studio that was a, like a little like a storage spot we so got. So people would come by. They would come by and listen and that would be our shows and our like training. You know, our training was like to I friends. Was, I was just going to say, how did you guys know what you really sounded like? I mean, obviously you play, but like you didn't have any recordings. Nothing. Just had songs written and would play them. So, I mean, to memory. Yeah. Like, none of us know notes. Wow. I never had a, a lesson ever in my life. Wow. I just like loved what I, the guitar and by the time, you know, since five years old. And then my grandma gave me a guitar when I was like 12. And uh, cause my parents always thought of like music as like, oh, he's going to get into music. He's going to be like a starving musician, which is the way it was in Armenia back in the day, you know? So they're right. thinking like the old country. Right. Well, I just took it and ran. I just fucking just played every day. So every you were night. able, you just, it's something innately in you knew, like, I mean, because you're obviously somebody who took discipline from your parents and, oh, dude. But, but, and respect them to yeah, the highest degree. Yeah, they instilled that in me, the family, the value, the value of having a family. Right. Is, you know. Right. It's, uh, it's dope to hear, man. I've drawn so many similarities. To, and it kind of, uh, I have a friend, Post Malone. I, don't, I feel like some people Dude, in the I rock feel like I should now. be hanging out with that dude. Uh, that dude has so much in common with me. I don't know him personally. We can, we can connect the dots. It's one of my best you friends. You should. I, uh, something that, because uh, I know he's a metalhead, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I'm friends with Scott Storage. And there was a time where he yeah. hit me up. He goes, look, man, we should do this banger for uh, Post Malone. And I went in and we hung out. We just, we never actually did it, mm -hmm. but I feel like we both got so busy. It just kind of became something yeah, that yeah, we talked yeah. about, but never did. It's my dog. Dude, I would love to make something for him. Cause I'm like, my you dog. Know, I write every happen. day, bro. Like, you know, I'd love to give him something. For sure. I'd love to bless he him. He actually took me, reason I bring him up, he, he took me uh, to my first like real show that was, it was the final Slayer show just recently. I was there. Oh, he came the day after I was there on the first night. Yeah, we went the second. I saw those pictures. We went the second. Yeah, yeah I saw that he, he was back. there. That's respect, yeah. man. That's respect. He took me to it. It was, it was awesome. But he's really- it, His shit's amazing. It, it, it ain't metal, but I love the way he does what he does, bro. I'm a fan. And right. I'm not a fan of a lot of the new shit going on, but he's someone that is an exception it's in my transcending world. like the- Yeah, bro. I, you could tell he's got passion in whatever he does, and that's oh, so yeah. important, man. He's the best. Yeah. So we got- to, I actually got some songs with him that oh, are yeah. not Dude, out yet, but it'll be- it's, I love that you, I brought, dude. This I, I might be something cool that we're talking like this because I've got a lot that I can share. Anyways, we'll Amazing. talk later. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. Let's go back into what we're. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I want to talk a little bit. This is kind of working the way of most of these podcasts. We're kind of walking us through the of course to, through to you know where we are now presently. But it's, they were like, "Don't talk about system. Just talk about the brand." I'm like, "But system's a part of my life." Like, yeah, yeah. You know, if we're talking, I life, mean, I'm and gonna... it was an iconic band. You yeah, know what I mean, and, and, and it really it like, still is. Uh, we're not. We're not. Oh, it is for sure. And I know you guys are touring your ass off. Yeah, we got those. The guys, show's in LA coming up May 22 and 23. I'm going to have to pull up on your ass. Let me know. I got you. With a, with a big fucking... I got you, though. Big woods rolled I'll hook up. you up. I got you on that show. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Too red, bro. You got that? I'm good. We need to do a merch exchange, too. These are ours. It's Our brand is for the homies, and uh -huh. we're passing a joint back and forth. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we can do like some 22 that. red ones. Just I got you. Rock and roll. Yeah, baby. yeah. Um, but I, wanna, I want you to kind of just... Uh, it's, it's fucking interesting because, again, it's, you know, what your parents were worried about even when you do have success, the real successful rock stars, there's a huge undertone of, of uh, you know, a troublesome, uh, very, there's so many new things, hard things to deal mm -hmm. with and navigate with fame, with, you know, the rock and roll. Um, and I see it firsthand with people here all the time, but doing it the way, you know, coming out this side of it and being the way you are now, I, I mean, I'd one, I w I'd like you to talk a little bit about your time system, just when you guys were at your peak and rock and roll and at the highest, at the highest level. Um, I'd like to know a little bit about what was going on in your mind. I know, I know, it was probably, you know, it was life changing. But I well, mean, it started with me at like twenty something, like twenty, twenty one. That's so young. So it's like, yeah, I was dude, the best thing. Here's a quick story. I was going to college and I was working, and when it, and I was managing in the band, and I was. So like I swear I would wake up at 6 a.m., get to work by seven, get off at four, be in class by 5.30, leave at seven, mm. be at rehearsal at nine till midnight, start the day over again the next day with four or five hours sleep. Mm. That was it. But I just, it wasn't, I that's didn't look here. at, I, I wasn't bitching about it. It was yeah. like, that's, I'm doing that now. You wanted bro. to do it. But now I got kids. I take the kids to school. I go do what I got to do. And then I take them to Taekwondo. And then I go to the studio at night and I come home. I sleep. So it's the same. Anyways. Um, it's, it's fucking awesome. What happened was when it did go down, it was just, it was so surreal because I was so young. Um, 
It's like, imagine, like, we started, like, they gave us, in 98, our first tour was Clutch Slayer. We opened, and they, the label gave us a little bit of, you know, you know, finance to, like, get an RV. We got, we had no bus. We got an RV, hmm. a used RV, and uh, <laughs> the tour manager at the time, I love you, Eddie, but, yo, man, you messed up. He said, <laughs> bumper to bumper, baby, it's covered. Nothing was covered. It was, a, it was like a 10-year-old RV, the first, <laughs> first drive from L.A. to, like, I don't know. It was it Arizona? The freaking the hood flew off, and we had, we were in the middle of some That's legendary. freeway. And like I'm, I have a flashlight. We're driving ourselves. I have a flashlight because it ain't moving. I'm like flat, like uh, flagging down eighteen wheelers so they don't crash into us. Like it was first first ever love it out of LA experience. It started that way. So I did that, and you know, maybe a couple of years later. Uh, well, let me talk about that because Slayer was one of my favorite bands ever. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, our first tour, we're touring with Slayer, bro. Wow. And Clutch, too. And getting like that front row seat to, you know, their greatness and what Oh, they, dude, like that's one thing. But here's another thing Slayer, if you're opening for them, they don't like you. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are no because way. you ain't Slayer. Slayer fans are so oh, the fans. They're so hardcore. Yeah. They're like, I don't give a fuck Makes about sense. these guys' system of a what? Right. Uh, what, they're wearing makeup? Because I, you know, we used mm -hmm. to yeah, yeah. do all sorts of theatrics, you know? Right. I'm, I come from Kiss and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, appreciating what Kiss Showbiz, did with theatrics, baby. you know? Yeah, Maybe yeah. I didn't like all their songs, but I dug what they did with the vision. Right. So, um, yeah, man, we're, we're playing songs like Sugar <laughs> with, like, eyeliner on and makeup on, and these guys are, like, ready for Rain and Blood, and they're going, <laughs> fuck these guys, right? We get booed, this, that, but we... I think it built us. It made us who we are, bro. I swear. Because if Love that it. didn't happen, Facts. we probably wouldn't have the balls to like stay up there. We never left. Yeah. They booed us. We never left. That's they when won. everyone stops. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's when it, That's when it's like really a very human thing to just want to stop and want to retreat. But hell no, not for us. It it, it drove us. Exactly. And four months later, they took us to Europe for the first time. So they're like our so god Slayer parents. was, yeah. Yeah, the first tour ever America, first tour ever in Europe was with Slayer. Wow. And... They just dug the fact that we didn't give a fuck and we did weird shit with metal and funk and yeah. everything else. We just did a waltz and polka and right. we, just, we just love music, bro. Yeah. You know, Darren, he's an amazing songwriter, that mm -hmm. dude, man. He's my guitar player and mm -hmm. my friend, but also like, yeah, I give credit where credit's due, man. The dude, you know, my riffs with his arrangements sound really like wild. they're the ones, you know, wild. like Sugar, Mind, all those songs. It's like us putting our shit together. Right. So that happened, and so Slayer, yeah, man. How long? How long? How long was us? Were you guys actively dropping records for like what span we of stopped, time? We About stopped a decade or more than that. Well, we started our first album dropped in '98. Our last album was I think '05. Um, you know, shit happens as you grow, and oh, when yeah. you have a lot of artists in one unit, you know, you know how they sit. Being in a band is fucking. No, they say there's a lot. You know, when there's a lot of chefs. In the, in the same situation, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I love all my band members. It's just, you know, sometimes things... I'm not saying we'll never make one. We, we have such... We have a lot of music. You guys got crazy you fans know, that want, we do, want and, albums, you know, too. I'm, and that's one thing I'm so grateful for, bro. We just, we just announced two shows in L.A., and they sold out in four days. I'm like, wow, bro, that's crazy. Without having an album since 05, like... Wow. Like, you know, blessed. Yeah, no, it's blessed, a huge blessed, blessed, blessed. Yeah. It's a huge blessing. Now, when you think back of the time... And you got you know even after the Slayer tour that was your start, but playing your own shows and being becoming as as prevalent as you guys were, um, psyche wise. Then was it were you guys? I mean, were there what was coming up? What were the obstacles there? Of like you know, I've had this conversation with Post off camera mm -hmm. multiple times, and it's just like it's an interesting experience to be a young kid, and your whole life is flipped on its it fucking shapes, head. It shapes your life. Yeah, it shapes your life. You know. You um, so it's just like the way you're channeling it is. This is what I'm kind of picking at because I'm I'm interested in just hearing it in the form of advice more or less. But just being able to like, hey, starting from the mud, getting on, remaining yourself, actually letting it shape you positively, getting out gracefully, and I never saw like we ever got out. It was two dudes had a disagreement. We still kept the band going. There's no personal issues at all. When we're hanging out with bros, mm -hmm. when we're on tour, we're having a blast. I mean, you guys no, are playing shows There's currently. no fighting. I'm yeah. telling you, there's no fighting. It's not, it's, it's the weirdest thing in the world. I still don't get it. Like, yeah. I'm like, bro, if there was four of me, we'd be like, 
album every other year and yeah. touring and you know we'd be the band you know but it's cool i guess everything happens for a reason man of course um, you know so there's a little bit of artistic creative differences which mm -hmm. and is it like so, direction is it like is it's it direction, direction but sound? let me tell you something man you know this is i think why we have such respect from fans we could get together mm -hmm. make something half-ass and make millions of dollars tour and be the band and and you know but we don't because it needs to be organic and if the two if if, if there's four of us if two of us have this much of something happening you know we're actually like being real and don't want to release nothing that's not what we yeah. can do like top so why you, know, you can't tarnish what, yeah, yeah you know we can sell out and note. just really you know, fine let's get together whatever we're humans we love each other we can get together and do whatever but if it's not coming straight from the heart we don't really want to release it because every album that you hear every song that you've heard has come from the heart from all of us nothing fake and nothing contrived so we don't want to do nothing contrived. So that's why we haven't released it. We have songs, bro. It's out of we respect. Have, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's a respect to not only ourselves, but to our fans. Yeah, and the craft. Yeah, man. So that's where we're at. And I get it. And you know what? I look at it as a blessing also. It was it was bothering me for a long time because, like I said, I'm the fucking guy that does keep going, you know? But uh, it wouldn't have given me the opportunity to do 22 Red. It wouldn't have given me the opportunity to do a new project that I'm about to launch in April, North Kingsley. Let's talk um, about I had a family. I have I have three kids that I'm, you know, I love being a dad. I, kids, we talked about it before. I'm just saying, like, you know, things happen. And you can either look at it as a, an omen or you can look at it as a blessing. And I think it's a blessing, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, the fact that we're still together and mm -hmm. we're going to be rocking those shows together. We're going to mm -hmm. go into Europe and kill Europe and the rest of the world. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm blessed, bro. Yeah. You know? I mean, to I'm, do, I'm like, not complaining. The whole thing's been, if you look back at your life now, you can't question it. <laughs> you can't no, question the way shit, it is going. It's let just it, been, let it happen, it's been amazing. So when I said get out earlier, I meant like even just getting on to the ladder where you're actually like starting a family, you know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. and, and going on to that phase where a lot of people in entertainment who live these rock and roll lifestyle and, and you live, it's, it's just for no matter who it is, who you are DNA wise as a person, these circumstances are extreme. Very. It fucks with your ego. It fucks with the way you, your perspective. All of a sudden, it you know it's all about you all the time, really, because it kind of has to be for it to be great. So it's like I understand when people get egotistical. I get it. Yeah, I get it too. I get it. I get it too. You know? It's been a blessing. It's been an amazing little journey that I've just kind of started really recently. Um, just I'd say my last year and a half i want to so. hear some stuff man. yeah for sure yeah. after we'll play Hell you'll yeah. notice our barefoot is gone we uh we had a little little uh f you know festivity the other night and oh, we, yeah. we were banging for a while since <laughs> since we got some time i mean i have i have a song that can like once the cameras are off and stuff oh like, yeah yeah i'd love to I fucking love something. to hear it man be an honor be this an is honor. being recorded right yes Not love. can i use the restroom yes of course we always do a pee break I've anyway been drinking like a lot of water and shit so get in there We'll be right back with You Never Know, You Know What I Mean, right after this urination break. This 22 Red got my eyes red. Makes sense, oh, yeah. guys. Um, fucking, uh, we were just talking about this gelato. This yep. is the shit that we've been going dumb Dude, for. I love it. That it's... and the caramel gelato would just run around the city trying to track us down. <laughs> trying to track it down. The caramel's more of an indica. And I named it caramel gelato because it just came out that way. It was the way it looked. But once I got used to smoking it, it's more of like a lemon. Lemon gelato because it's a fino. Mm. It's, a, it's a gelato mix. Mm -hmm. um, I'm yeah. not sure exactly what. Thing. Yeah. This, this, that's my daytime. And it's also another, like, okay, it's not about what it is. Like, there's 50 different kinds of wedding cakes. Mm -hmm. There's 50 different kinds of mimosos. Right. Some of the, like, Puppet Punch. These names are played out. But remember, every seed is like a baby. It's like a kid. Okay? So not every kid gets the same genes. Some kids are good at sports. Some kids are smart. Some kids read well. Some kids start talking at one and a half. Some Facts. kids wait till four years old. So I look for those phenos that are just, like, yeah, something that I like. It's not about what maybe the the majority like. Right, something in my life I've yeah. You're, I've you're actually curating these tastes. Yeah, yeah personally, like, I, I I realize my taste. I can make people like it. Like if yeah. I love it, I can 
you're going to love it. Right. Because I don't love nothing that's not good. Right. It's like someone tells me, what's your favorite song? I don't have a favorite song, bro. I just love good songs. What's your favorite type of music? What, I'm going to say I don't like EDM? No, I love it. If there's a good version of a fucking song, I'm into yeah. it. Metal, I'm all about it. Hip-hop, I'm all oh. about it. Anything. Country, if there's a good country song, I'm mm. going to fucking listen to it 50 times. Hell yeah. So it's about what's good, not not a specific genre of anything. Right. Hence, I'm releasing um, strains that might be played out for the, like, like Cookies, for example. Mm -hmm. That brand, Burner. Yep. Such an inspiration. Those guys are badass. They do things the right way. They their strains come out like they're constantly on top of things, you know? I have a different model. I'm not having strains come out every month or every week something yeah. new, which, you know, is an amazing thing that they're doing. Right. So I'm not competing. I like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I actually like smoke their shit, you know what I mean? Right. As I smoke mine. But mine is more like what I found after doing pheno hunts, what I find is my number one, like for a certain like for a reason. Taste, feeling and mm -hmm. look, like yeah. I really appreciate this. It's it's it, I'm a connoisseur. Kind of sore, yeah, sorry. man. So it's you know, I don't know. I don't know how. To, I could tell. What, I could tell. It's what I like. So I swear by this. I know exactly. Like I should do some videos, like some content. Maybe I'm thinking about it now. Maybe I should like Absolutely, from bro. like seed to me smoking it. You know, and Absolutely. talk about how, you know the. Bro, think, you should be. You, know, cr you, you could be crushing that lane. I should honestly, because you just, I'm you looking can... for content makers. Anybody out there? We have, let me know. We have guys. Let me know. I'd love to do. Oh something. my god, I, we do everything independent. I'd love I have to a do ton something of content and do revenue share instead of just like paying for it. I'd like to just like do it as a partner and yeah, yeah. kill it. I'm all about. Look, I'm a collaborator, bro. Like it's the best. Even in my band, I I'm not a solo artist. I can do shit solo, mm -hmm. but I find myself better if I bond with some mm -hmm. other artists or other people that have. Yeah, a vision. there's an energy that gets. I love it. I, and it's funny because I've been independent. I have a studio in my house. I work with one producer mainly. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually haven't, especially just the path business-wise that we've taken, doing it independent, mm -hmm. I haven't really been like, I haven't really ever been a feature collaborator. What kind of guy. music are you doing? So it's like, it started as hip-hop, rap. Okay. It was more lyrical, like punchline. That's what I'm into. That's where I was actually my first my first style when I, I would like say like Wu Tang about eight years you know. ago. Yeah, it wasn't as it was it, it was brighter than that though. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But there was an actual like I was really really amateur, but it was because I was a great I was a good baseball player, mm -hmm. and it was a rarity that, that I, you can I started do that too. I started rapping on camera and and they would start to go viral. And it was this was just beginning of like YouTube when oh, it wow. really started to be a th like I YouTuber didn't know this about you, bro. Thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I got my start really just straight up from YouTube. It's great. Like I wasn't even, there wasn't Spotify didn't even fucking exist. I don't think, you know, like I started yeah. at 20. This is, I've been doing it for not almost nine years. Nine years now, yeah. And it's been this constant, like brick by, couldn't have been more brick I got a bass brick. song for you. Bro. I want to create something for you. I'll play you some shit. After. I do shit on the spot, by the way. My whole way of creating nowadays. I'm saying. You know, ever since I, um, this is a complete story of its own, which I'm going to actually do a special on where, mm -hmm. Uh, people didn't know I was prescribed Xanax when I was 21 mm. and I thought it was the norm. Mm. I didn't know that it was going to make my body need it. Right. Anyways, five years ago, I was like, this ain't cool. I ain't taking it. I'm not happy. Right. I went in and I cleaned myself up and now I'm free of it. I haven't done it, you know, and I'm happier than I've ever been. This wow. is some that, you know, out there. I always like wrote music at home and I brought it in mm -hmm. and that's how it worked. Once I went and I got clean of that, because mm -hmm. what that does is, yeah, it makes you feel good when you're not feeling, when you're feeling bad, it makes you feel okay. Right. But it also takes away the highs. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a soul compressor. <laughs> it's the best a feeling. Soul but it's compressor. A soul compressor. It really makes you like, like it compresses you. It's an EQ. Like if you're if you're an EQ, like here's your happy, here's your sadness, right. stress. It cuts that out, but it also cuts that out after a while, bro. Mm -hmm. And then you're this. And you become yeah. monotone, you know? So I didn't want to be that anymore. Right. Hence, I am the way I am right now. So once I got it out of me, my my art changed. My bass playing changed. My writing changed. Yeah. I So I remember how I started talking about this. Ever since then, I get into the studio. I I love to collaborate, like mm -hmm. I said. I'll meet, a, I'll meet someone that can you know, create badass beats. Mm -hmm. Throw me a 4-4. Mm -hmm. Let me go buck wild. Mm-hmm like a Scott Storch on the bass. Right, right, right. Where it's like, I, that dude's talented as hell, but he's right. got it in him. It's, 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 it's a gene thing. You know, he's Scott Storch? Yeah, on, my on home. The, on the keys. He'll be like, you'll throw him a 4-4 and he'll just be like, and he'll come up with like Dre Day. You know what yeah. I mean? It's retarded. 
It's I crazy. Kind, it's, it's, I, he's the best probably ever, right? Pianist? I've been playing, dude, not the best in pian, uh, piano. Well, he's the best in, I don't want to say best. No one's the best. Right, right, right. But he's badass. One of the best. He's badass. Right. In just like doing something without thinking and it comes out awesome mm -hmm. because it's just in him, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't, Absolutely. he doesn't need to try. It's like a Kobe, God rest his soul. It's like, it's like a magic. It's like, He's the Rolex of that. He right. can just do it. It's in his, you know, some right. people got it, you know? Mm -hmm. And they, it's all about, like, that's what I teach my kids, man. It's like, don't try to do everything. Find out what you're good at and fucking work on that. You'll be the best because you're already naturally good right. at it. So if you put a little effort into it, you'll be the best at it. Right. So this, so Scott, so that's where I realized once I cut all that shit out of my life, mm -hmm. there was like a whole year I didn't have a sip of alcohol. I didn't even smoke a joint. I didn't, because I had to prove to myself I could be, who I am right. with no, nothing, substance in my mm -hmm. system. Since I did that, then I started introducing alcohol a little back. I could have a couple of sips of nothing and not need to get fucked up. Right. Weed, I love smoking weed. Mm -hmm. But if I have to get into a meeting and I I'm, I have to, I'm not gonna be smoking weed and go into that and be, right. you know, I, right. I know all that. Right. People see me smoking, they think I'm always high. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I look tired in the picture. They go, "Oh, that dude stole." No, I'm not, bro. Like, I, <laughs> it's not like I wake up and I smoke. Sometimes I do, right. but if I have something to do, I don't. Right. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I become a huge advocate for weed. I I used to drink a lot more. Me I mean, too, bro. It was, it was I used to do just. I, like, I was a mess with that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean, know? it's. I think alcohol is a lot worse, honestly. Bro, when, you think? I, it, I, mean, I know. It I can know. kill you. I know. We can't kill yeah, you. It's bro. poison. This is not yeah, at all. It's alcohol messes your brain up. It. Now I drink. I drink every now and then. I right. drink with yeah, my so wife. We I. go out to dinner. So you know, but I, I don't drink. I don't drink to get drunk <laughs> anymore, though. Yeah, that's see, I can't thing. say the same. I well, I don't. When that's I was thirty, you're, you're thirty. When I was thirty, I was getting. I, I only drank to get drunk. Right, there, there was that's no other I'm purpose. Yeah, I'm not like, yo, let's have like a couple beers tonight. Never, no. If Dude, I'm, I'm down a gone, bottle of Black know? Label a day, mm, that was mm. my shit. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna do Patron now because it's clear. Cause that, <laughs> that was the, <laughs> the rationale. How you rationale? That's where I was, bro. And yeah. um, anyways, once I got the Xanax out of me, I kind of got everything out of me. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, people say addiction is always like you're always recovering. No, bro. Yeah, I drank a bottle of fucking whiskey a day. Dude, I don't need a drink. And I don't even like getting buzzed at this point. Right. I'll have a drink just to be social and done. Right. That's it. Yeah, I love getting high. But, I dude, I get high. I don't want to get high when I'm working, working. Right. Because sometimes it slows you down. For sure. You just got to know yourself. It's yeah. all self-knowledge. For sure. Anyways, what I was saying about the music is once I got sober from the Xanax, which was the fucking soul compressor, mm -hmm. as I was saying, yeah, I realized something about myself I had never knew. I can do that, what I was talking about Scott does, on the bass and the guitar. You throw me a 4-4 and I'll just create right there on the spot. I don't have Fire. to write at home and the best shit comes out that mm -hmm. way. And that's the, this is the little interlude I'm going to give to North Kingsley. I had a lot of stuff written that was just waiting to go to the next System of a Down album. And I was like, okay, let me put these riffs, th these ideas into North Kingsley. But when I started jamming and I had Sorrow, my dude that does all the beats and the production, mm -hmm. he put a 4-4 and I just started flowing. I was like, this is the way the record's gonna come out, mm. where I just do it on the spot. Yeah, well, that's that's honestly that's how I make that's how I do vocally. I freestyle. It's like everything. freestyle. That's how Post does it. And he he's does. Re he's really how I. That's how I saw. Dude, we need to jam. Yeah, for sure. For you gotta sure. get me. I'm gonna play some shit. Let me know, bro. You throw. I'm telling you, you throw a cook track, and I'll come up with some crazy shit for you. Yeah, for sure. Just on the spot, like it, because of the room, the way that, the way the vibe is in here. It'll you make get a me do vibe something. In here. And like I collect instruments also. Yeah, yeah. And because I think everything, every instrument makes you do something different. For sure. Like I can change bases and being the same with the same beat, I'll write something different. So, so now with this North Kingsley yeah. project, where where is like what's the status? Here's how it started. So um, I was jamming with an old friend of mine. This is all after I got sober off that Xanax. The Xanax is the fucking devil, by the mm -hmm. way. Once I stopped that. I had gained weight. I was. I became like two twenty. Wow. Oh yeah. I'm one sixty five right now, and I was wow. always like one fifty five, one sixty five. That was my whole. Crazy. I was always been a skinny guy, but I was just like very gluttonous. Eat whatever I wanted at right. any time of the day. Drink, party, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I realized one day I was like, dude, this is not cool. I can't put this. You know, I can't zip up my fucking suit pants. 
Um, so I went in and I got, that happened. So when I got off the Xanax, I changed my life. I was, I had gained all that weight. Right. I, once that happened, I couldn't put my suit on. I started Googling like weight loss and I was like, what does it take? And I saw all these diets and I'm like, all right, the common denominator is less carbs, less sugar, less fat. Let me do that. Six months, I lost 57 pounds, bro. Wow. Yeah. I just fucking disciplined myself. And then I got, I became a, th this guy again. Yeah. Changed my whole wardrobe. I got all inspired. Now I'm like, amazing. I got to start a business. I got to do something. I'm like, I'm going. Right. 22 red. Boom. Kind of had the idea. It happened. 22 is my birthday, April 22nd. Mm. I got married May 22nd. I was 22 when system got picked up. That was 22 years prior to me thinking That's of 22 cool. red. I was 44 when I thought of 22 red. Um, That's cool. Now, my two boys are born two years and 22 days apart. Wow. <laughs> Just 22 has been my magic number, you know? I love that. I love that. So, where did the, so Red uh, 22 Red is how old of a company? Because you're, so you're expanding now. You're year, going to different year states. year and two months. Three you're going months. to different states now. Moving oh, on yeah, to, dude. Our whole thing is to scale. Right. It's always been my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep the quality the same and to move that quality through other states. Because, you know, every state's got different quality of weed. They, right. You know, um, cannabis. Also apparel, you know. Right. We're trying to make everything I really up to par, not just grab a shirt from um, a random merch company and slap your logo on it and right. sell it for 50 bucks. No. Yeah, like you're doing with the weed. You want to curate it. Quality, bro. Yeah. Now, do so, you think Do you think some of... I mean, I, I know it has for me when I was talking about how I'm an advocate for weed. Um, do you think a lot of your creativity, uh, do you, when you think back to some of your breakthrough moments and things that... Ideas you had that worked, um, is it... Do you think it was aided by, by marijuana use? No. Not at all? Nah. No way, bro. Marijuana is cool. I smoke it every day, but it's not what makes me who I am. Oh, and, for sure. And it shouldn't be what makes anyone who they are. Everyone is themselves. No, but just actually weed, it just It calms me down. Enhances. I'm a hyper person, bro. I've always been like, boom. I've got a lot to say, a lot to do. Yeah. I'm always grinding. It chills me out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Of course. People it, smoke it, for all types. It lessens the anxiety. All different types of reasons, yeah. I think. You know what I mean? But it's. I definitely think there's an element to it that's like... It's creative. If, if you it's smoke creative. the right thing, it makes you want to, yeah. it gives you drive. I, personally, for me, it does. This mimosa does that. Yeah. Other mimosa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it and does that. The gelato for me, you know. The gelato for me is more of like when I, like I have a, I always have a gelato jar mm -hmm. at home. And it's when I come home from like a long day, like if I've had like five meetings and I, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I have three hours and I got to go to the studio in three hours, I'll mm -hmm. smoke a gelato and I'll chill and I'll watch like a show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And that's my gelato. That's right. how I use it. Because it's so light, but it's. It just feels good. Right. It's a, it's a nice indica hybrid. I agree, hybrid. sir. Yeah. The mimosa is more of a sativa hybrid. It gets you more... Yeah, like, like more, active. Yeah. It's like a coffee. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. real, man. It's just been... Having, having weed be more of a steady in my life versus alcohol was like... Uh, I just... My body, I felt, sort of, I felt like I could take care of my body a lot more. Of course. You know, alcohol, okay. just like the hangover. What it dude, does, the hangover is the worst. Diet-wise, like, I'm like 45 years calories. old now. Trust yeah. me. If I ever get... If I have like over four drinks... One night, let's say I'm out with my wife and we're just having a good... Mm -hmm. The next day, bro, the next two days, I'm a mess. Yeah. Before, it would be like a few hours, I'm back. Yeah. None of that, That's bro. what happens, So man. it's like, yeah, I'd rather... A weed has no hangover. <laughs> feel that. I feel that. Was I talking about North Kingsley? Yes. That I, so... Yeah, North Kingsley, I was asking what the status is. Where, so how where, it started... I'll tell you how it started and I'll tell you where we're at. Okay. Uh, it started about a year and a half ago. Uh, I had an old friend that I actually started playing music with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's doing his, he was doing his own thing. I was doing my own. And I just, you know, I said, I want to start a brand. I want to start a new band. I'm, I'm trying to get System back to tour. You know, whatever I could do, I wanted to do. Because mm -hmm. I had this, like, new life in me. You mm -hmm. know, when you get that shit out of you, bro, it's like, pow, the compressor goes off. And now you're, like, crazy. All, yeah, you feel that. Yeah, you, you yeah all like the frequencies are there. there. You know what I, I mean? And it hasn't stopped. It's, this was six years, five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, you know. Wow. It hasn't stopped, yeah. So um, I was, like, I need to be able to, because I always write, you know? I know mm -hmm. Darren's the main songwriter in our band, but I really love to make music, bro. That was like, I love to write. I love riffs. Yeah. I, I wrote Sugar. I wrote No. I wrote Toxicity, like those songs. Fire. Of course, Darren helped me arrange those because he's a master at that. And mm -hmm. Serge with the vocals. Mm -hmm. but And everyone in my band, I give credit yeah. to for every song. It doesn't matter who wrote what. Mm -hmm. But like, for the last few years, I haven't had a, way, a place to like, Right. Bring that out, you know, and right. I, I play, I write, I have riffs and all of a sudden like there's nowhere to go. So those riffs disappear and I keep making new ones and right. I, I didn't record it. So they disappeared. They're totally gone. Like there's probably hundreds of riffs that 
could have been gone. something that are gone. Yeah, I don't remember what I did. Because um, mm -hmm. remember, I do everything spontaneously. Right. So I was like, I want to do something. So I called my bro. I was like, man, maybe we should jam. We haven't jammed. You did the, you know, we've been friends forever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we jammed a little. It didn't work out. Our chemistry wasn't the same, mm -hmm. you know. But I met someone there who knew Logic, that, you know, Logic Pro. Right. And I was like, I, I need to learn a new program. Why don't you come give me some lessons? I'll pay you. So he came to my studio. Me, me and my old friend stopped working. We said, let's be friends and not work or else we're going to like not like each other right. <laughs> because right. it's not working out. Right. Um, so as he was giving me lessons on, um, on Logic, we wrote something together. I was like, so I have this idea. Let's do this, that. And he just went and he just did it. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, man, I, I wish I could do that. But I'm like I said, I'm 45. I'm not learning things as fast as I used to. Right. Um, so that kind of like made us start writing stuff together. And I was like, he's my other half. He's mm -hmm. the, he's what I can't do. I'm what he What's needs. About? That's a team, right? The it's alliances. like a wide receiver, you know, yeah. uh, a, a quarterback blocker. You need everybody. Absolutely. Um, and he had this dude, Ray, that he was working with. Like he was the guy that was making all the beats and making all the sounds. And then Ray was just an like amazing lyricist, which I didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. So... It started off as like a chain smoke, like a heavy chain smokers. I was like, we can make music for ourselves and make beats for others. If, you know, right. I, I know a lot of musicians out there that mm -hmm. need music. Right. And I also am friends with like, a, you know, I've made a lot of friends in the last 25 years in the industry. Jonathan sure. Davis, Zach De La Roca. I was like, maybe I can get all my homies to come in and do vocals. It'll be like a DJ Khaled of metal. <laughs> That'd be insane. It'd be cool. That was the original idea. But then this dude, Ray, comes through, which was his partner, uh, Sorrow's partner, mm -hmm. um, and the dude was, he's like 30, it was 29 at the time, it was, bro, he started flowing, I was like, are you kidding me, like, this is your, and I started like appreciating the guy's head and his mm -hmm. brain and his thought process, and, yeah. you know, he's he's 30 now, and he's very ambiguous when it comes to like, if he's from the left, he's into the left or the right of this, you know, because mm -hmm. I've always been political and social, right. I haven't always been like, yeah, you oh, have. I haven't been very vocal about it because I have a singer that is, right. you know, Surge. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we all should be like yelling. Right. But I, you know, but nowadays it's like I have no way of expressing it. So this kid was like saying everything I wanted to say and in a great way. So it's like, I started thinking about, let's not invite all these vocalists. Let's just, just make it. I think we have a band. Fire. So that's how it started. And Fire. it didn't have a name. There was like 10, 15 names we went through and. I remember the street I grew up on, where where I came from Armenia too, mm -hmm. which we're going back to how we started this conversation in North, North Kingsley. Kingsley and I said I could swear by that shit because that's the first address I ever had to learn, and you know, I could get emotional talking about the shit that I've been through on that street. You know, mm -hmm. we, this could be fifteen podcasts. We can we can go, <laughs> I could tell you shit that went down. A series with Shava. It, it fully could be, bro. Yeah, but I'm gonna pull back now because yeah. I've been talking a lot. So, I feel you. No, but I, yeah. So that's how it started, and now we're like 12 songs in. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And I'm pu I'm putting a team together, and my manager from System is managing it. He amazing. You know, he usually doesn't like back too many side projects because he's all about what you know the right. main. Right. But he's got my back. Bro, he's fucking and, with it. Hell yeah. And I'm just like I'm I'm honored to have a new team and be able to do this again. And I hope everybody fucking digs it and gets into it. You know. Amazing. Yeah. So is there is there a rough time frame i already know so i'm I, i've always been the one to come up with the marketing plan mm -hmm. and i do all the stage production for system and all this stuff so i'm using all that i thought the you utility know, guy we live in an add generation bro if i drop an album right now with a new band 12 songs you no know, they're gonna hear it once listen to a couple of songs a couple of times and then forget it because the new album's coming out there's another new artist coming out mm -hmm. so i decided i'm gonna We've written like 15, 16 tracks and we'll keep writing. I wrote one last night that's mm -hmm. like, I tripped Fire. myself out. I was like, fuck, I can't wait for people to hear this. Fire. So I thought I should drop it within like the next, I, once we start, which will be April 22nd, it'll be our first drop. North Kingsley drops April 22nd on my birthday. We're going to do, I'm going to do three songs, drop three songs with three videos. Fire. And I'm making it, because I've directed a lot of system videos. So I'm like, I'm going to direct a video for every song. Um, Tight. I'm doing it all by myself. I have no distribution. I have no label. I, I just believe in myself and I'm kind of like betting on myself mm -hmm. and my guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just start being relevant every month. I'm going to drop a track followed by a video. Mm -hmm. So I'm splitting my 15 song record 
I'm splitting it within a year. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna share it to the world. Well, that model that model works within a year. There's a yeah. lot of a lot of people just in the current uh, doing that in the current sphere doing that yeah. and doing it well. And then, I think it works. And that's you know yeah. I think system could do that if we could like get along. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be See, awesome if we did that. I could tell you still want to rock. Yeah, you know bro. I mean? You know. But that's what North Kingsley is, man. It's kind of a way of like me expressing myself again. I don't think, right. you know, I, I don't expect everyone to be in love with it. Mm-hmm. But um, is it a is it a departure sonically? Pretty big departure. I've always been a, like a riff writer. You know, I I write riffs parts, mm-hmm. and I'm just doing it to like these cool trap beats that Sara creates. And mm-hmm. our vocalist just goes off. He's very socially conscious. He's you know, you know, very political, very now. He mm-hmm. talks about Instagram, how it's messing yeah, people yeah. up, and how it's... Oh. He talks about the good and the bad and everything else, you yeah. know? Amazing. Yeah. That's an exciting... So, I mean, 22 Red and this all going off at the and same And I'm time. trying to put it off on 22 Red music so I can make really 22 Red, that lifestyle brand that I really... Fire. ...been trying to create, you know? Apparel, cannabis, music. You're a keep-going guy. This is what it is. I appreciate you, man. This has been. Thank you, bro. This is uh, like for what are we about 35 or 36 episodes. This is really the first time like I was kind of I've met people for the first time, but we had talked a bunch or this is just kind of going into a new conversation. Yeah, we just met, bro. And you made it so easy. Thank you, bro. You too. uh, I wouldn't have been so um, open if I didn't feel that. Thank you very much. And it's and honestly, it's it's uh, it's the type of shit that I'm trying to highlight is that you can. You can go on and achieve great. You could beat the hard parts for sure. Can, you know, I mean, you can still remain a good person and still do things. It's it's really about uh, there's an undertone of what we're doing with this podcast, and it's just like trying to trying to lean positive. You know, what I mean? always trying bro. To, it's not about going. If you have a if you have a mission and you're going somewhere, it's not about going over people. Right. It's about going around them. Yeah, yeah, and and so I, you, I I feel you, that you don't need to fuck people over to get to where you're going, bro feel that and when people do that i feel like you know I'm, i don't know about karma and all that and but i just feel like it's just bad man totally you know, we got this certain time in on this earth together mm-hmm. it'd be so cooler if we just were all cool to yeah. each other yeah. now were you always a spiritual on the just have spiritual inclinations or i don't know over time I, know? I don't remember yeah i, I just kind of always just, been just like, like i've i've been through a lot man and yeah, so yeah. i've come up with this whole like way of like that i want to live and i want to Share that Absolutely. because I feel like it's a good vibe, man. Of course, it needs you know, to be shared. Be good to people, bro. Like I'll smile at people on the. I'll, I'm dude from System of a Down. Sometimes people trip out. I'm just like, what, dude? I'm just a fucking human being. Yeah. I got an opportunity and took it. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So, you know, that's the perspective. Yeah, man. I ain't changing. Awesome. I'm not changing because I am. You know. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Rock and roll. Thank you so much for My doing brother. this, man. Cheers. Cheers to you. Yes, sir. Yep. Hi, this is John Kilmer, the producer of the YNK Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to our new episode. If you want to catch the video of this interview, be sure to go to www.ynkpodcast.com. It'll be released on Friday. And in the meantime, I have no idea what else to talk about because this song goes on for way too long. Have a wonderful day. Yeah.